Hunter said stupid stuff, then got giddy when he was too up. Despite our dry hay and the lead we did stay, thus his dignity went up in a puff. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. This is the worst limerick I've ever written. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, Can't Limerick, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by the guy who puts the hay in hay, you guys, Kevin Greck, and the dude who writes... All the shitty limericks. Acknowledged in advance, Alex Plum. Uh, gentlemen, how are we doing? Greg, how was your week? Oh, it was lovely. There was a um, there was a big win against Nebraska, and then there was a very, very fulfilling win against the University of Michigan that uh, it really completed me. I I felt full after that. Um, it was like truly one of the worst wins against Michigan I can remember in my entire fandom, but uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, Bob, what about you? Yeah. I never doubted we were going to win that game um, against Same. Nebraska. And, <laughs> uh, and against Michigan, I think I cursed us, honestly, because in the second half, each time Joey went up for three, I screamed, what? Hey. And it worked 100% not of the time. So that's on me. uh some off-screen antics uh thank you of course everyone for listening uh if we could ask a small favor please share the pod with spartans in your life rate review subscribe wherever you get podcasts and of course follow us on twitter and instagram at spartan underscore pod uh little programming note before we get to structure the show um folks uh og listeners may remember that uh Back what two years ago now? Uh, Has it been two full years? Unbelievable! No, it doesn't really matter. They don't care. Greg can look it up. Uh, we sent out a survey on the old Twitter um, for our listeners and non-listeners alike to complete. Um, we would love some feedback on you, what you listen to, why you listen to us, and what you like, dislike, and want different about the show. Uh, that'll be coming later this week, maybe beginning of next week. So uh, keep a lookout for it. And if for some reason you're not on Twitter, you can, of course, reach out at uh, can't read, can't write 1855 at gmail.com. Update. Um, yeah, it was two years ago. My yeah. word. My oh, Cannot believe how much time we've wasted, and we thank all of you for wasting your time with us. With us. Uh, uh, Plum, uh, how are we going to do the structure of this week's show? This week, like some weeks in the (laughs) winter year, (laughs) basketball leads, we go behind the green wall where we will be covering shenanigans, shenanigans on hardwood. First, the victory over Nebraska. Next, the victory, such as it was, over the University of Michigan. We'll talk hay. We'll talk officiating. And we'll talk optimism. Then we'll talk about football. We've got some updates. Um, Some of these updates are heartbreakers. Eli Collins. Um, And then we'll head off Grand River. And off Grand River is where we talk about collegiate sports, sometimes other sports, sometimes soccer especially when the World Cup is going on. Then we'll preview uh, upcoming games. We're playing Wisconsin while you're probably listening to this. Illinois and Purdue, it is quite the stretch. But this podcast believes we will go 3-0. and 
Finally, <laughs> consensus view. Consensus view. I promise. <laughs> Finally, we will take your Twitter questions, and that, my friends, should last. Oh, I don't know, at least two hours. <laughs> <laughs> they know this is they a case know. where they have they more know. information than we have. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. We correct. don't know how long the podcast will last. They already know. They already but, know. Uh, let's keep this one an hour tight, right? Uh, all right. Um. Yeah, let's head behind that green wall, and we are going to start with basketball. Michigan State uh, trounces Nebraska 74-56 in a game that should have been closer, but for Stevie Izzo breaking our hearts and breaking our margin of victory. Um, <laughs> I uh, I guess let's start with uh, you, Greg. Were there, was there anything you walked away from this game and any conclusions you were able to draw. I mean, it's worth remembering that the analytics didn't think Nebraska was terrible. No. Well, I mean, in terms of the Big Ten, the analytics are not a big fan of of uh, the Nebraska. But there were a couple things that that stuck out to me. One was Tyson Walker had a big game. I think I think it's all fair to say that he had been sort of plateauing a little bit. Uh, but this was a, a bit of a breakout and he sort of blew the lid off of things. Um, we also got to see, uh, we just got finished saying Jackson Kohler is hitting a wall. Speaking of plateauing, he comes out not great defensively, but gets double digits for the first time appears very confident. Although I guess we have not lacked for confidence from Jackson Kohler, but he got his little Dirk shot, his little like jumper turnaround, little hooky guy. Um, so those were the things. And then, uh, we, you know, we also just got some done saying that Stevie Izzo was never going to play again. Play again. And then he, <laughs> and then he got in 90 he, seconds of more game action time. of Stevie Izzo than we've ever seen in a game. Correct. Uh, how many yeah. games did it say that he's visit? Did they say he's visited the scores table on like 30 of them? That's now, surprising. In to fairness, me. it's like, 17 total minutes over 30 games over his entire collegiate career. But like absolutely brutal that he came up short on that free throw, even though uh, by MSU practice standards, that is successful. It sounds like. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know the the joke, apparently we found out after the game that Stevie Izzo is the one responsible for taking and deliberately missing free throws so that they can practice boxing out uh, so that there aren't offensive rebounds on a missed free throw, which I have questions about. Is that child abuse (laughs) (laughs) for all the flack that Tom Izzo gets about how he treats and talks to his players? Is there a worse thing to do than to get your son who will have very few chances to score and force him to miss free throws on the regular you can't ask someone else's kid to do it you have to ask your own kid. i think you could ask around. barry sanders's kid to do it <laughs> uh a sanders doesn't miss free throws on purpose it's just not done it's not done i so stevie hoisted what two threes in this game and then got a foul uh and on the foul shot if anyone uh, saw the clip going around as soon as it left his hand, you can see him audibly say, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the apple does not fall far from the tree there. No. Um, and it was I, I'm only correcting you because it's relevant. This is another point. One 
three-point shot, ah. one long two. Because ah. I'm ready to dub us long two you, baby. We are long two you. <laughs> Take uh, all of those mid-range twos that are supposed to be removed from the game. I think that's a core part of the audience that I'm starting to really embrace, even though he missed that shot too. I, I think Nate Oates would uh, frown upon our offensive system, generally speaking. Well, that's why Nate Oates is ranked in the top 10 and we're ranked <laughs> also receiving votes. <laughs> uh, Plum, it, it had been a rough stretch from Tyson Walker, 21 points in this game. Uh, what did you think? You know, I think that, um, I mean, you love to see him when he's hot. Uh, then we saw him against Michigan and he was, eh, eh. so I don't know. The kid is capable and, um, I love that. He adds something when he's on fire, he's electric. Uh, he let Nebraska have it. I don't know that we, I mean, he is okay. He had 14 points against Michigan. Maybe I should slow down. Um, Yeah. And listen, if that if Nebraska was what he needed and he can reliably give us 14 points a game, then I'll shut the fuck up. And he's perfect. Uh, it was uh, uh, after the game. It, I think it was Izzo who commented that uh, no, it was Walk- I think it was Walker that they had noticed the previous few games where he had been shooting terribly, that his shot had gotten a little flat. So in the week or days leading up to this, they'd worked a lot on getting some more arc, which led to more buckets, mm-hmm. um, which is, we'll, we'll talk about Michigan a little bit, which is different than the ways in which he missed at the Michigan game. Cause those were air balls and bricks. Uh, everyone missed in that window. Yeah. Uh, I also worth noting uh, Malik Hall, I don't think played a terrible game, uh, but was coming up short on some shots. Um, I think it's fair to say folks should expect some of this as Malik Hall comes back from injury. Mm-hmm. That he, you know, short is an indicator of leg strength or or fatigue. So um, you're just going to have that. So um, here's the thing that I'm going to call out for both of these games. This is sort of the bridge to the Michigan game for Nebraska. Hall was the second highest utilization player. And for the Michigan game, Hall was the, okay, it's not a perfect bridge. He was the third highest utilization player. But the purpose of me bringing that up is in the analytics that MSU has right now, we're Ken Palm what? We're Ken Palm 43. Um, That is lacking a huge amount of Malik Hall. Uh, that we're going to have hopefully for the rest of the season. I know he tweaked his ankle in the Michigan game, but like I've got a big asterisk right now on a lot of our measurables. Um, and that's a big part of it. So anyway, Michigan yeah. game. Well, can we just one, one other quick thing, AJ Hogard, uh, nine assists in the Nebraska game. That is not shabby. Uh, and had to guard a six, seven guard did well. Yeah. So, yeah, nine assists, one turnover. Really, really good. Um, and then in the Michigan game, again, just bridging. Uh, six assists, one turnover. So that's over the course of two games, 15 assists, two turnovers, which I will take. Take. I will take. So let's talk about this Michigan game, shall we? And let's take from Gus 
Johnson's broadcast and focus our recap entirely on the Mission Wolverines. Shall we? <laughs> Let's use this time to talk about the Fab Five a little bit. Let's use this time to talk about Michigan, the, Ohio the greatest State. player in Michigan history. Let's just totally ignore that most of the 2000 national championship team is in the building. Uh, let's just totally ignore that the home team is MSU. Let's just totally ignore that they're winning by 15 points while these conversations are happening. It was rough in the in second f- half. The production fairness, office. they took some time to celebrate a quote unquote degree that Gus Johnson got from Harvard. <laughs> Yeah, it looked like he went and got like a certificate or something like that. Ew. Uh, they had an Epson print, printer there that just <laughs> Do you guys do you guys have coworkers that like under their academic credentials on LinkedIn it's like some garbage like so, some like worthless certificate from like Wharton or something like was at Wharton for a weekend got certificate. Yeah, <laughs> and they thing. love it. Like uh this isn't what you think it is, you fuck ass. I sometimes I think that maybe for what I do that it might be useful to pick up one or two of those, but then I can't bring myself to do it. So um, then you would have to put it on LinkedIn, and you would have to know that Plum and I are going to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what's What's crazy is that Gus Johnson doesn't need that, uh, but yet it it was uh, the. I don't the know. TV Maybe. production to the refereeing to the play was oh my god, atrocious. all disjointed and terrible. Um, it, it, real quick, we should ask Risk if Gus Johnson got a real actual degree. Good for him, but I like I still don't care. For I don't like that. I still want to anyway. Uh, Plum, um, Plum, um, account for the referees in this game, please. I can't. It was unacceptable. And I'll just say, though, at the top, because I think it's important to be as uh, holistic, and I hate both of you. Um, Oh, you going to name your certifications? Ah! (laughs) Yeah, I got them from Harvard. (laughs) Um, Larry Scarato and Courtney Green and Paul Zalk, to an extent, are very good officials. Apparently not when they're working together. I think that they're so good by themselves. They probably stand up most of their crews, but when they get together, they're so obsessed with showing all of us who has the bigger dick that they all got really over eager on the whistle. Now, this is my opinion. The first half was not as bad as the second half. And though people might say, uh, I thought for the most part, they let them play in the first half. That changed very quickly in the second half. In the second half, because we were up 10 points, they decided that was not acceptable and they were getting bored. And so like any good basketball official in the big 10, they decided to make it about them. Then they could have more fun. So they did. They had a lot of fun. There is a proud history in the big 10 of officials uh, making the game about, about them. And it's in this situation. I mean, the, and, and I've talked about this in soccer and every sport and every official knows this. There is such a thing as balance. And you can look at this box score and you can say, oh, Michigan had 18 personal fouls. We had 19 personal fouls. That's a balanced game. But what misses is that Michigan picked up five or six of those fuckers in seven even in the last four minutes of the game when it no longer mattered only to slow, slow the clock down. Um, 
when it mattered, the game was completely out of balance. And it was that that disjointedness, which really, I think, in many ways, let Michigan get back into this because there were obvious, obvious misses. And the last thing I'll say about this, because no one really cares, is Larry Scarato at the clock to determine whether to end the game <laughs> or to put 0.1 seconds on so that we could score the fifth and sixth points. What an exercise in futility. He should be ashamed of himself and the entire Big Ten could because that was that was the proof that they have no self-respect or self-awareness. We Plum. did get another of one of my all-time favorite ref moments. And these happen over the years where they're at the monitor looking at the live feed of themselves at of the themselves. monitor. Uh-huh. And it, uh-huh. la- it always lasts for way yep. longer than it, than it should. And I just want them to turn around once and look at, into the camera <laughs> just wherever it is. It and just be like, okay, yeah, I, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> uh, Plum, if I told you the spread was four and a half points. Well. And at, they spent all that time laboring over whether to give free throws at the end of the game. When I think we all could have said, we're done here. Here's the thing, though. And I appreciate that point, Jonesy, and I'm for it. But the officials were the ones that put the score below four and a half points. That's a that is a that is a fair point. That is a fair point. Um, all right, so let's. Uh, I think that was largely as much fun as you could have from the game. Uh, what we just did there, it was not great shooting from Michigan State. I. I don't know that I've ever seen so many wide open shots. Not just missed. Missed. I don't know what hoop they were shooting at. Um, But I do think it's worth calling out a few things that were positives that I'd love your your guys' feedback on. So first, I think we've seen now, and including in the Michigan game, great offensive movement of the ball. We called it out a couple weeks ago with the way that the the ball was being moved around the the arc. Um, Passing was really crisp. I think the scouting report, you know, from each team changes. Mm -hmm. uh, And, and so the way the ball moves is different, but those, those shots that were missed were all wide open. The ability to get the pass plus the extra pass plus the extra, extra pass was all really fantastic. It was, the the movement has been consistent. Yeah, it looks like twelve assists and twenty one makes. Um, so I, that that number should have been better. Should have been better. Yeah. But because of all of the misses, <laughs> like I mean, it would have been better. Uh, it's amazing that Hogard managed to get six assists, considering all the bricks that were out there. Um, those bricks the, are made the big bad wolf dimes. wouldn't have been able to do anything there uh it was mm. it was terrible um plum i'm very curious about this the the other thing that i wanted to call out uh was poise the you know we were up i think 14 at the max uh michigan maybe aided by the refs maybe not doesn't really matter but made a push yep um and dudes at the end got buckets when they needed to. I'm looking at AJ Hogard with that like middle of the lane, little r- runner floater jump shot. Like it wasn't quite a floater cause it had a little too much on it. Tyson Walker with the like 
bounce in three. I think at another point got sort oh, of the bounce in three. Yes. Buried at uh, like kind of uh, penetrated the lane for a while and then, and then found his way underneath the basket and did uh, basket and did some crazy like uh, wrap around. I, I don't even know how he made that shot. Uh, the, the poise of this team mm-hmm. and by the by the difference year over year, like last year, Joey Hauser puts up those bricks. Tyson Walker puts up those bricks. They are done for the game. Like yeah. they're on the floor, but they are not pulling the trigger. Mm-hmm. And and we've seen this now at Gonzaga. We saw it at Kentucky. Like we've seen close games where the team continues to push. Like, are you starting to buy in on the leadership and the sort of deliberate nature of the team? Well, I think there's... And you, we've kind of already talked about it, but I think it's partly, maybe largely, it's Malik Hall. I mean, you have a steady, grounding leader who's able to contribute in ways that take pressure off of guys. Tyson Walker and AJ Hogard, in much in much the same extent, are great when they don't need to be. Um, and in this game, we needed them to be good to some extent because Joey Hauser decided to have just a fucking dry hay day. So I. I do. I think your point is well taken. I give I give them credit. The poise they showed, they executed when they didn't need to, and they were at times playing against eight guys out there. So that kind of sucked for them. Um, they didn't ever look harried. Like I, no, I, yes, yeah, they great didn't point. Look scared. They didn't look frustrated. They were smiling. Tyson Walker was having the like night of his life. Like when that three dropped, he was just like, <laughs> just like ah. Like giddy. That was and, some Drew Neitzel Wisconsin vibes. Yeah, it was like, court. like I'm like Drew Neitzel rarely smiled, so that was nice when he would. But Tyson, I feel like, was, was a happier nice. guy. I, I, I just, yeah, I think that's right. But I think that there's something about that this this steadiness that when they when they don't have to be great, it gives them permission to be. I'm still needing to see more out of Jaden Akins. Um, to be fair, six points on that night was not was not his favorite Maddie again, regressing uh, back to the mean. So I guess that's our answer for him. For well, in season. fairness to him, he did commit five fouls in as many minutes halfway through the second. Which game. was again, utter bullshit. Like we can agree that was utter bullshit, but he oh, yeah, the box score is not giving him enough fouls. It's only showing four. Did he foul? I didn't think he fouled out. I thought he got benched and like, didn't really come back. I oh, maybe you're right. I thought yeah. for some reason I thought he fouled out. But- My understanding was that he fouled out. I don't remember that, but you both could be right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. The last thing I just wanted to point out here, because this did us some really good favors, and I think this speaks to the defensive tenacity of this team, back to your point, Jones, they were three for 20 on three points. They held Michigan to three for 20 from behind the three. That is significant because, I mean, I think that one three was Hunter. Uh, and yeah. It, right? Just yeah. So, like, or one of half, them. Keep a minute. Yeah. So make it interesting, I guess. Make, yeah. So, and then Jet Howard had the other two. Um, that well, was that's, big. Yeah. I, that was the other thing I was going to say is that it, they, this team is executing, generally speaking, well on whatever the game plan is. And yeah. the, the defense here, like Hunter ended up. So I'm going to push back on the Mahdi comment. Okay. Because if we look at purely point production, you're not wrong. But Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson ended up one, maybe half point shy of a season average. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he got his 18 points, but that first half, 
not was a factor. Non-existent. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're and, right. And like I, I mean, it's hard for me now. Admittedly, yep. Jackson Kohler was in there and held his own. I don't know how they didn't exploit Jackson Kohler for a time, but like I, I, I'm going to continue to shout from the rooftops that I think Mati Sissoko does not get enough flowers as a. Maybe he's not going to pick up all the points, but like he's not going to. There were moments in this game where I think Mati bought into the narrative mm-hmm. that he didn't belong. Mm. because it, like he passed up dunks. He hesitated when he shouldn't have. And it, it was like, oh, it's Hunter Dickinson. It must be that I'm going to get murdered out here. Oh, or, wow. and he's going to get fouled out if he goes yeah, at him. Yeah, and he, he didn't. He played really, like, I, I, I have no other asks for Madi other than to just believe in himself. Yeah. Because if he had just committed to getting a basket and going up strong with two hands, he would have gotten to the line. He would have gotten dunks. Like, I mean, you're not... You're not wrong in that he had more to give, like yep. cosine a lot yep. on that. Yep. Um, but I, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if Madi needs to get off the social media or something. But um, Greg, uh, what, what were your key players from this game? Who stood out to you? Uh, well, uh, Hauser was a key player in that if he just hit his normal share of shots this game is never in doubt and it's probably a, a much more enjoyable game to watch uh, it's, for yeah, all it's, of us. It's brutal. Not even just for the three point numbers. It's just brutal for Hauser. Most, uh, Mully call to me was a, a big part of this, like about them not being phased about them, you know, keeping their poise yep. about big Plums plays point, yeah. in, uh, in big moments, like having Malik call back, is big for this team. And when he wrenched his ankle, I held my breath because mm-hmm. we need him, especially in this uh, big 10 slate that's coming up these next five, eight games, whatever it is. Um, if we're going to overachieve what Ken Palm thinks uh, that we'll be able to do over that time, Hall's going to have to be a big part. Of yeah. I, uh, I winced when I read, uh, the quote from Izzo when he called Malik on Sunday. Did you guys see this? No, no. I did not see this. Oh, he called Malik because he said he was watching the tape and he's like, his ankle was on the floor. Mm. Like, mm. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's the face I made. Yeah, that's icky. Yeah. So I mean, in theory is not the same. It's an unrelated injury yeah. to the other injury, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, you don't want, two injuries, but like, at least they're, it's not compounding an existing one. Yep. Um, or maybe it is compounding, but it, they're separate. You guys get what I'm saying. Uh, who else, uh, Greg stood out to you? Um, Georgia stood out to me now that it's halftime. They're up 38 to seven. Oh. <laughs> I'm really glad that we didn't bother watching this game. We're just recording. Um, uh, and by the way, uh, transitive property applies. Yes, just, I just this want to is put that. one of those clear cases where the transitive property applies. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think we we covered it. There were guys that, you know. Um, AJ you with about? 15. AJ like, with I, 15, I, big. Like, you needed that 15. You needed in this game that 15 by a lot. Aikens, big. Maybe Juwan Howard will learn how, you know, who he is and, and how to pronounce his name. Um 
So yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, now that we're here, we're talking about it, reliving it. I'm starting to enjoy this game a little bit more, but I, it wasn't. That's why I wanted, I wanted to take the sort of the, the move, the, the offensive movement, the defense and the poise, because there were good things in this game. I mean, the shooting was horrendous. Mm -hmm. The production was horrendous. The officiating was horrendous. Like there was a lot of shit on this game, but there, it, there are reasons that we should all feel really confident that even if they played middling, we would have beat them by 15. Yes. Mm. I mean, like, in I the mean, first half, I remember being like, we should be up 10, 12. There's no reason for us not 15, to be. 20. Like, yeah. I mean, it was not crazy at that point. Indeed. And in the second half, there were times. And it was usually when when we're playing down to the competition, as I think we were at times in this game, it it's because like we're sloppy in this game. Mm. It was just like good offense that resulted in a brick or an air ball or whatever it was. So I'm optimistic about the game in Chrysler. I really wish that they were flipped that this outcome had happened in Chrysler. Yeah. I think it would have. Yeah. And then we, you know, we get them in Breslin for the second game. That's the only thing that gives me pause, but I feel good about playing this team. And if I were Michigan, I would not feel good about, um, making the NCAA tournament right now. So, <clears throat> yep. and, and that gives joy because I know sweet 16s are the real benchmark, but NITs are the benchmark of a bottom feeder. Yeah. Maybe you get the sweet 16 in the NIT. Although I, I will point out, of course, Ooh, is that a consecutive was, championship? It, it still counts. <laughs> uh, I, as it was on the broadcast, this was their first loss in conference play. Not against the Mac. <laughs> Yeah, Gus really glazed over (laughs) carrying a lot of water, and like I don't know why it has to be so over because it's it's that's they're not even a good brand. Like as a basketball program, they are not. What you're talking about? They have the Jumpman guy from North Carolina on their jerseys. So what do you mean they're not a good brand? I just I know Couch says this all the time, but if you stack rank clicks in the newspaper by program yeah. of the eight major sports. So uh, Michigan football, Michigan state football, Michigan state basketball, Michigan basketball, lions, tigers, pistons, and, and red wings. Um, eighth on that list is Michigan basketball. Hmm. So seventh I, I mean, on that list is Michigan state basketball. So, so. I'm just, ow, I'm ow! Just, <laughs> it's just, a, it's a lot of water to carry for a program no one cares about except sweet 16s. Uh, all right. Uh, what do we got next on the owl outline here? Uh, football. Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah. Football, right? Yeah. So there's been some, uh, staffing changes in the football program. Are we happy about this? <laughs> this is a very monkeys, Paul, Paul curls situation. They're like, I'll, I'm willing to take any staffing changes at this point. Okay, Marco Coleman is going back to Georgia. Shit. Tech. Shit. Shit. <laughs> not banking on that. This was not. I don't. I. It sounds like this was not a planned exit. Uh, we got some feedback. Uh, not the survey's not even launched yet, but we got some feedback about like you guys talk about rumors. Uh, the rumors are that this was not expected by the staff, and this is being reported in a couple areas. Um. 
but it is where he came from. So, yeah. And I've also, uh, I, to the person who we'll get to later, who says that we talked about rumors. I just don't remember where I heard, uh, that he may not have liked the cold weather. (laughs) Um, and it may be as dumb as that. Uh, but I, the reality is, is that if we wanted to keep him, we could have that, like we could have found the money for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think Georgia Tech was outspending us by a substantial amount of money. Uh, so my question is, I think this is fair. Does the BT Jordan hire potentially present problems for getting and retaining talent at the defensive line coaching position? You're saying like there's too much shine for BT Jordan? It's it, not even that. It's it's the ego of owning a position group, right? Like I, I, it's no shade towards bt at all but certainly the man uh has done done good work in promoting himself like he went from coaching high school kids to to grabbing a pro and then leveraging that into like all of the pros right and and a lot of that is through promotion not just coaching high school kids but like also cutting the field like forrest gum yeah yeah like i mean and so, so he, yes, there's the shine, but there's also the, I don't really own the entire position group. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know this to be a problem. I don't know that anyone's complained about it. I don't think Ron Burton was particularly happy about it when the BT Jordan hire happened, mm. but it's as they look for someone to hire, as we look at turnover in this position, it's a thing to just plant in the back of your mind. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, the other problem with all of this is that uh, on three reported five-star defensive line prospect in the class of 2024, David Stone was very ready to commit to Michigan State. Hmm. And then the staffing change happened. And he, understandably, is taking a second. This seems recoverable, though. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Don't disagree. But you don't love it either. You'd like the five-star commit. Wouldn't like we haven't even had a five star flip on us. At least, at least, David, at least give us the commit and then do a flip, you know, give us something. Give, give us, us a little juice. something, David. Uh, it, it seems like, though, if he's still interested and he's still taking calls, that wasn't about nece- not to take anything away from Marco Coleman, but it wasn't dependent on Marco Coleman. I'm betting yeah. we get a backfill, we get someone else. Tucker. They, they may promote Jordan. Kevin Vickerson from within, and which that would be I'm, great hire. I'm seeing in in different places. Uh, you get no lum in that role, and an eight year pro. Yep. Like that's not bad. No. Um, kind of like the the Marco Coleman type of type of pedigree, but alum here instead of alum at Georgia Tech. Yeah. Uh, more bad news <laughs> in football. Uh, Eli Collins has hit the transfer portal. Uh, Plum, I don't know that I have much more to say than I hope that the dude tears it up somewhere. Like, I, I'm genuinely sad to see him go. Hoped he'd stayed. Um, yeah. But I, I wish nothing but great things for that kid. Yeah. <clears throat> no, Universal, 100%. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Plum. No, universally loved. Uh, a fantastic culture addition to the team. Should uh, You talk about poise. You talk about a guy that continued to 
show up week after week, uh, despite the indignity. I mean, listen, if there's one thing I can say uh, that I will always despise Mel Tucker for, it is that he did not override the ineptitude of Jay Johnson in play Eli Collins more last season. There was um, no reason for that. They did not have uh, anyone that could run this season, and Eli Collins could. I mean, and he showed us that. Now, I you know I'm being a little bit ridiculous, but I, I'm going to miss the kid. What a smile. What energy. What just constant positive just the embodiment of hope and the embodiment that it gets better, I guess, is I could, I'll never be able to say enough good things about Eli Collins. And this is the one transfer that just makes me really, really sad, really, really sad. Yeah. This one hits. It's, it's an interesting phenomenon. You often hear that like the most popular guy on the team is the backup quarterback. Cause you've never yep. actually seen him play. Like, in this case, the most one of the most popular guys on yep. the team was the backup running back because we had seen him play so much. That's right. Yeah. So it doesn't happen very often. Um, very happy. You know, he did graduate, so this is a grad transfer situation. Yep. Um, rumors on the public recruiting boards are that he's looking at potentially going to the MAC or potentially going to something like a Vanderbilt, which would be great. You know, take that, take that transfer, go get an advanced degree from Vandy. Yeah. Um, great school. Love yeah. that. Be happy for him. Maybe he can go to Harvard and get a nice certificate. Though, <laughs> so, honestly, I mean, if you, I, it's not like the dude doesn't have a place running at a high major. Sure. Like th- there's gotta be. Yeah. Well, I meant a, a real one. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right. Some, uh, some Eli, up- if you're, if you're listening and it's a, not a, a 0% chance, uh, I've been on campus at Vanderbilt. It's very nice. Take a shot. Take a look at it at least. Just, uh, I, we all want nothing but great things for him. Uh, the, uh, dude we hadn't heard of last week, Tate Halleck, uh, has transferred to Western. All the uh, same stuff. We want all the best for Tate. Continuing a trend, though, uh, of transfers out, generally speaking. Not continuing a trend of transfers out, though, is Jeff Piotrowski, who not only transferred since we last recorded, but committed since we last recorded to Wisconsin. Uh, I guess we were due for this. Tamper? Uh, (laughs) uh, Makes a bit of sense, though. Mike Tressel is now uh, with Fickle at Wisconsin. You know, uh, presumably Trestle recruited uh, uh, Piotrowski back from the day. Mm-hmm. I look, he's got an easy slate in front of him. Big Ten West is uh, those are wide open fields. Uh, Until lukewarm soylent. <laughs> don't don't toy with me, okay? Don't <laughs> don't make me hungry here on the podcast. Uh, a couple other programming notes. Uh, this is not surprising. Nick Samak is back. I don't know why it required an announcement. No one thought he was leaving. Uh, and uh, Sam Levitt, uh, QB commit uh, and signee of the class of 2023, was named Gatorade Player of the Year for the state of Oregon. Uh, so congrats to Sam. And yeah, uh, I think that's all we got on football, unless anyone's got anything else that I missed. No. You want to talk about uh, other uh programs gymnastics 
Yeah, I, I was going to add hockey to the outline, but I was like, I don't want to talk about two losses. Yeah. Um, well, hockey drops two to Ohio State. Yeah. And but at they, least that they, racist they, son of a bitch didn't play, so that's good. But they brought him back. They didn't need to do that. But anyway, uh, yes, MSU Gymnastics... Look, I think at some point in time with this team, we're probably going to have to get someone on the podcast who knows gymnastics way better than we do. Um, because I don't know that such a thing exists. Yeah. How are uh, we going to find such a person? I bet. Do you think we, JD Underbear underscore Jerbear might know anything about gymnastics? We 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 interact with two uh, former Spartan gymnasts, so we could probably bring one of them on. Uh, but um, they lose an incredibly close match on the road to number seven, Alabama, 196.975 to 196.55. Uh, this makes it the highest season opening score in program history. Um, tough loss, but like, I, I mean, I don't know how you, the fact that they tweeted it out tells me that they have a lot that they can hang their hat on. Um, and, you know, we folks will remember from last year, we talked about gymnastics making a bit of a run um, towards the end. It, this, this squad looks on, 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 on pace to do the same this year. So, yeah, I mean, I can't claim to know anything about gymnastics, but I do know that Jordan Weber, of course, from, from the Lansing area, from DeWitt uh, Olympian, she went to UCLA obviously, but I think she took a role in coaching at alabama gymnastics or oh it was arkansas pardon me i don't know anything about gymnastics other than that was a tight score uh <laughs> and they they lost by what uh 0. 0.425 um all right uh so alan heller spartans making moves uh all right who wants to do the ad read Bum. Tell us Brandon about Brandon Sands. That's Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z. He's the guy you want to get your mortgage through. Listen, maybe you have a house. Maybe you like your house. Maybe you don't like your house. It doesn't matter. You need to move. You need to get a new house, and you have to do it right now. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, Kevin Gregg's going to go over and light your house on fire. I do that. I have been known to do that. He's been. It's not a threat. It's a promise. Listen. Uh, we're just kidding. Hopefully you love your house, but if you don't and you're in the market or you just, I don't know, who cares why you need a mortgage. If you need a mortgage, you need a mortgage and you got to call Brandon Sands. He's with gold star mortgage. Uh, home prices. Are they getting better? They seem to be, but I don't know who really knows. Does anyone know interest rates going up, going down a recession, a depression? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Stuff like this is now can't read can't write can make alarmist economics hop, podcast. it feels a lot like hop on pop i don't know what we're saying is don't play the market just buy your house and call brandon with an e sans with his z his company gold star mortgage is a fortune 500 michigan-based company they fund over a billion dollars in mortgages annually that's billion with a b baby brandon Manages a team with over 100 years of combined industry experience, licensed in 32 states, including the entirety of the Big Ten footprint and the future Big Ten, with the exception of yucky, yucky Iowa. Consultative approach, rates among the best in the country, carries all the loan products you could possibly need, and services it all to boot. And if that wasn't enough, he helped our boy Kevin Greck out. He did. God, what a mensch. So call him. Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z. 
over at Gold Star Mortgage and let him take care of you. I'm just going to tag on the back end of this. Like, seriously, folks, shop your rates. Like, just call. If you're buying a house, just call. You don't have to go with Brandon. We we like him. But, like, check out his rates. All right. Uh, what do we got next? Off Grand Kenneth River. Walker. Thousand-yard rusher. Probably going to be offensive uh, rookie player Boo. of the year. Hiss. Hiss. Unsubscribe. Yeah, please yeah actually i take back the plea earlier to subscribe rate review please just unsubscribe. can we can we cut this yeah we, might want to. we should we should just cut plum from the i will painstakingly <laughs> go back and cut every plum response throughout the leave the silence in leave the silence leave the silence it's better uh than trust his us. takes um but <laughs> if you're not aware there is a profile of what offensive uh, rookie of the year looks like for running backs. And Kenneth Walker is right there. He's got the yardage. He's got some scores. He's got the carries. You compound that with his, him being out a decent amount this mm-hmm. year with injury. Like dude, is, I don't, I, I still don't know that I fully appreciated Kenneth Walker. And I was really high on Kenneth Walker when he was here. Mm-hmm. Um, other uh, former Spartans mixing it up. Julius Marble, SEC Player of the Week after back-to-back 17-point games. I don't want to belabor this because it, it it makes me a little sad he's not here. Obviously, I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, but our boy Julius doing good things down at Texas A&M. Good for him. Uh, do we want to talk about the next thing on the outline? No. Plum, are you? No. Okay. Got it. Great. There was an old article, listeners, about the Caesar Sportsbook coming to MSU football. Hit us up if if you're interested in that. Maybe we can talk about it. Maybe we want. It's an old article that just crossed my desk for the first time, and I found it to be interesting. But it just reminds us. Let's just say this one thing about it, and then we can move on. It just reminds us this: if you have to ask about keeping something secret, maybe don't do the thing. Okay, if what you are thinking about doing or want to do or would like to do needs to be kept secret, it's probably nine times out of 10, not a thing worth doing. So if our school and athletics administration would really just cling to that mantra, God, we would save ourselves a lot of shooting ourselves in the penis. Uh, it, what Plum's referencing here is in the New York Times article. Oh about my guess this, we're going to talk about it. Okay, it's it's stated that the broker, whoever that's working this deal between MSU Athletics and Caesar Sportsbook, assures Alan Haller that this is not going to be foyable because the deal will be between that third party and Caesar and by Sportsbook. writing that email, it's foyable. It's just like was this not impossible to have a conversation on the phone if it was so important to like what is wrong one plum is absolutely right just we're all going to find out about caesar sports book we're all going to feel a certain so lean, way about lean it in, lean into yeah. it just <laughs> just be like you know what they cut us a bigger check than they ever cut anyone else we got Literally. a good deal on it yep it's there we got a good deal on it but just like why is it so important for the university that nothing is foyable, even when it doesn't matter? Yeah, because it's not the, the crazy thing about it, right, is that Caesars 
wanted a whole bunch of branding. So it's not like you wouldn't find yeah. out that Caesars was in a relationship. The interesting <laughs> so, thing like, is, what, what were you keeping secret? I've been to a lot of games. I haven't seen a lot of the stuff that they talked about in that article, but it sounded like they made the deal. So yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I just, if you're if you're afraid of the vice, then don't do the vice. Don't do the vice. But if you're not, which I don't know that you should be, then just who gives a shit? I'm a little pearl clutchy over the whole thing. Personally. Yeah, are you going to be pearl clutchy about the drinking? I so there's drinking. is it because it's not your vice? Ooh. So the, it, is there? I'm I'm thinking aloud now. Is there a difference between having the drinking and promoting the drinking? Is there a difference there? So if you mean to tell me that Bud Light banners pop up in the stadium, or the more the better maybe given the circumstances thing might be like, Oh, there's MSU puts up Wi-Fi, So there can be in-game prop betting. I think that actually that makes me less comfortable than the advertising. Mm. Why? I don't know. I just gambling is better when you're drunk. I think we can all agree. On yeah. That. Let's just go whole hog on the whole thing. Booze I and just, gambling. I just, I mean, just cause it's not your thing and it's not my thing, but like, it's legal. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 like, I mean, it, how many, how many students die every year from binge drinking at MSU? I don't but, know the answer to that. Is it hopefully uh, under 10? It's under definitely five. I, but that's people dying. Sure. And yet people die from people die from. So who cares about gambling? Gambling. People die related to gambling. It's just Listen, not direct. It's let's not race to the bottom on this argument when we could all be talking about how Jim Harbaugh is a fucking liar. Yeah, <laughs> moving on. Plum, way See, to rescue. I vote for Plum for host of the podcast. Oh. Mutiny! Mutiny! Limericks, limericks every week. <laughs> and bad ones to boot. <laughs> I'm going to give the lead into this one because I know it happened. Uh, the long short of it is we had some recruits that came. Uh, they had some recruits that came to the campus. He took them to the Brown Jug for burgers. There was a the rec- rumor. That's the rumor. Uh, there was a receipt found that burgers were purchased at the Brown Jug. He lied about it. And uh, why would you do that? Why uh, would you lie about it? Plum, as the public health official here, you missed... Yes, and that it happened during the pandemic, right? But remember, for Jim Harbaugh, but don't remember, but don't forget, for Jim Harbaugh as a Catholic, he had Mary Mary's blessing, and mm-hmm. as long as he didn't have any abortions during that time, he couldn't get COVID. So he when he was, brought reporters in to show off their COVID protocols, that was what he talked about it. at length. Yep. He was actually there with a um, single mother to talk about. Yes. Uh, yep. how, how he was going to raise her child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Pregnant he loves teen. making those promises. So anyway, wasn't supposed to have the recruits on campus, took him out to lunch, probably shouldn't have done that either, but he did all these things. And honestly, now in the year of our Lord, 2023, no one could give any fewer fucks except for the fact that he lied because of course he lied because of course he couldn't just be honest. Like, yeah, I shouldn't have those guys up here and I probably shouldn't have bought them a burger, but I did both of those things and we'll take the whatever admonishment you want to give us because God knows there aren't really penalties or any kind of accountability that affects the University of Michigan. I I, I just, 
Oh. And now there now there might be because he lied. Well, I it's not I'll it's not surprised. the crime; it's the cover up. Yeah, right. Like That's it was right. so it was four level two violations, which are nothing. Yeah, like even Curtis Blackwell's wildest wet dreams didn't raise above a level two violation at MSU. Um, and so, but the lying to NCAA investigators that. That makes it worse. About unless you're Bill Self or Will Wade, uh, then it will take years or never for them to care. Uh, but I don't. I mean, it's all assuming the brown jug thing is 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 what it is, and I hope it's that dumb. I truly hope it's that yeah. dumb. But speaking of uh, Harbaugh lying, uh, I've been assured that he's going to be enthusiastically coaching at the University of Michigan next year. And isn't at all interested in those NFL gigs that his people are reaching out about and will not stop. Now, I assume that when Ward Manuel heard about this, that he immediately went to the podium and said, well, prosecute to the fullest extent of NCAA rules, right? <laughs> because that's our transition to Kari Crump's felony charge has been officially <sighs> dropped. Uh, so that's the latest and greatest in off Grand River. Uh, should we preview three games because we will not be recording again until next Monday because Alex Plum said, I want to work on the holiday. On the, on he, the Sabbath. He hates MLK. Un- oh. oh, nothing. <laughs> All right. So you're probably going to have watched this game by the time this you're game by now. this but uh, the first one is wisconsin that's today that's that's uh tuesday um you know it's on the road uh but it's a winnable road game as those exist in the big 10 um wisconsin is 51 in uh in Darling. the old ken pomeroy uh, they are a much more efficient defensive team than offensive team. Uh, and thing that you have to keep in mind is it looks like though, we don't know this for certain that Tyler wall will be out for this game. Now that's relevant because he's a senior and it's relevant because he's their highest utilization player. So they'll need to be doing some changing of their general approach to the game of basketball uh, at the same time that they have a pretty competitive MSU team coming to town. We've also had some success in Cole center over the last several years that including last year when Tyler wall was also out. Mm. This Uh, I just want to remind us is going to be the first time that Michigan state has played Wisconsin uh, in, I don't know, I don't know, 12, 13 years uh, since uh, Brad Davison's been with the program. So this is going to be very unique. <laughs> I was like, us. where is he going with this? Uh, <laughs> and uh, and taking the, the mantle of lead guard, if you will, is uh, Chucky Hepburn, who is good. Uh, like, I mean, respectably good. Um, not an a-hole like his predecessor. Mm-hmm. Uh Greg, I forget his name. Their center, he's a seven foot guy. Um, but good news Crawl. for yes, good news for Mati Sissoko. Uh, Crawl maybe shoots the three well enough that you can't forget him while he's out there, but does not meaningfully stretch the floor. 
I mean, he's shooting 29% on threes right now. Yeah, you can't not be out there, but you don't need to, like, really guard him. Okay. Uh, It's interesting, as a 7 What's A.J. Hogard shooting? As a 7-footer, dude has (laughs) 8 dunks on the season. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) 8 dunk attempts, 7 successful dunks on the season. A, don't know how you can be 7-foot and miss one. B... I don't know that you could name a more Wisconsin stat than that. <laughs> I'm trying to find Mati Sissoko also has missed a dunk, but he's 18 dunks. Um, mm. That's twice as many dunks as a dude that's three inches shorter. Um, Mati Sissoko is three inches yeah. shorter, mm-hmm. uh, but playing the same position. So that's your first game, Wisconsin. We'd like to get a win there. Uh, I think Jonesy, you called out that you would like to get two of three last week. This is our opportunity to get three of three of what you were that window that you were talking yep. about. The next game at Illinois. Um, oh, there's Tor- a- real quick, Wisconsin favored by two and a half points by Torvik. Just sure, we'll, but we'll throw those. There's a couple asterisks with that. Hall yep, is just- going to be in the game. Wall probably won't be in the game. Yep. Um, Illinois. Um, Another asterisk there. Um, there. Well, it's a dumpster fire in Illinois. Yeah, they've had some difficulty. They've been losing some games. They're not kind of living up to expectations. Um, and they're down one five-star freshman guard. So there's a little... Li- portal, right? No, just- my understanding is that he's just stepping away from basketball <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> So <laughs> Daddy Brad has not been kind. Yeah. No. They're supporting no. him though right now. Um <laughs> So yeah. So the the guys though that you know, you know, they're still there. Terrence Shannon um taking up a lot of the minutes. Um etc. Frazier's gone, right? I think maybe finally gone. Thank God. Um but this is a game or I should say we sh- were being introduced, sorry, to Terrence Shannon. He's a Texas Tech transfer, but he's taken up a lot of the minutes as a wing. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's a game that I don't feel great about, but it's a game that you could steal given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we're starting to feel a little bit better now about the Northwestern game ever since they've sort of, you know, they've got the Indiana win now. They have a win against Illinois, albeit at home. Um, they're part oh, of those like that matters. troubles that we're talking about. Um, but in the same way that we would like to have that Northwestern game, we could be that mistake for Illinois. So um, this is an opportunity for the poise we talked about earlier to show itself mm-hmm. uh, over it a team that does not have any connectivity. Yeah, most. And then again, because of scheduling, are we talking about the Purdue game here? Yes. Yep. Um, Purdue. Oh, Illinois favored by four by Torvik. Indeed. Uh, first off, we'll say Purdue favored by three and a half um, in Breslin Center next Monday. Um, Purdue has had some close scrapes, huh? Should Including we say against that? Nebraska. big uh big l to rutgers close scrape against ohio state albeit on the road um 
they're pretty sizable win against uh, Penn State. But um, yeah, this is a team that should be running away with the Big Ten, given what we were seeing earlier in the season, but just won't. They just won't. Freshman guards. So. Uh, and Zach Eady cannot miss from anywhere near the basket. Mm-hmm. He somehow got taller. He's up to <laughs> seven four now. Seven four, according to the media guide. Uh, mm-hmm. Zach Eady, uh, forty four dunks on the season. Completed forty one of them. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least he's standing by his size. Yeah. Um. He's just incredibly efficient, close to the hoop. He's seventy four for ninety four. That's seventy nine percent on close twos. So it'll be curious to see how MSU plays him. I mean, they played Dickinson by, I think, digging down strategically mm-hmm. uh, and inconsistently where that pressure was coming from. But uh, I think you send Carson Cooper out there and you say, just beat him up. <laughs> just. I mean, can Carson Cooper beat up a 7 4 6 Throw a punch. Throw a punch. Call Kari Crump, ask him how to handle situations like this. Bring the helmet, just swing it. I don't know what to do. Of these, strangely, because it's in Breslin Center, I kind of think it's the least winnable, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, Reno. Reno. If you could get two of these three games, you should feel real good uh, about your... Is the team like in Big Ten title contention potentially yes. if they get two of these three games? If they hadn't lost that Northwestern game, it would be a resounding yes. They'd be number one in the Big Ten right now. You, you, our guy Gus Johnson would be talking about how they're undefeated in the Big Ten. <laughs> they he wouldn't because it's the wrong team. But <laughs> I think I, it's a betrayal from Gus Johnson because I you I always knew that he was a Michigan fan, but he used to hide it better. I think it bothers me now that he doesn't even bother. But um, that's what I got. Anything, guys, that you want to add uh, on these three games? No. No. All right. It's 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 a stretch. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's head to Twitter questions, shall we? Uh, we got the the man himself, Mister Chavert, up first, asking. Uh, how can you tell if your basketball program is a World War II era dictatorship? Asking for a friend. Um, as podcast hosts ourselves, I think we all are only aware of one dictatorship, right? There's there's only ever been one of those. Yeah, there's certainly not like an Italian one or a you know, shorter one that you would be a better analogy, mildly less offensive, but still offensive. Mm. No? Nope, there's only one. Pull pot. Uh, <laughs> next up from Charvert, prop bet of the week. Number of Joey Hauser double doubles the rest of the season versus number of wins MSU will end up above 500 the rest of the season. Wait, what? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think there was an edit that came through on that, and I missed it. Oh, you missed our egg. All right, all right. You do that. We'll go to number three then. Uh, third from Charvert, uh, Plum. We'll send this to you. How are your New Year's resolutions going? Have you Great. already given up? I've not given up. We are eating well and going to the gym. Hmm. How, well, what, what's involved in eating well? Is this uh, no more snacks. No, no more snacks. And we're doing dry January. 
except for one day a week. <laughs> yeah, no. Is All right, so day? is this the day? no? I'm drinking water. Oh, that's why this episode sucks. Yeah, it's a <laughs> limerick his ass. Uh, yeah. So, all right, MSU number of games above five, five above five hundred. Okay. Versus number of Joey Hauser double doubles for the remainder of the season. The over under is set at three and a half. So, um, so MSU over. will be three and a half games over five hundred. Yeah. For the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm I'm over on that. I'm under on Joey's double doubles the rest of the season. Ooh, I think they are inextricably linked. Oh, so I'm going over over. How many oh, double doubles oh, oh. has he had all season? That's a great question. Several. Are you sure, right, Jonesy? Yes. Go to JoeyHauserDoubleDoubleWetHay.com and see <laughs> what the counter is at. Um. Uh, for my New Year's resolution, Garve, come on. Come on. The secret to New Year's resolutions is not to set one. Not to have set one. Set low expectations and barely achieve them. Low That's what not just New Year's resolutions are about, but what life is about. Jonesy, what do you got? Hold on. Are you in synergy right now? Drawing cross tabs? What are you doing? He's five, and he was three points away from a double-double against Michigan. So he's had five so far this season. Honestly, at Michigan, he makes one more three. All right, all right. I'll be over on both. Very good. All right. Next up, Ali. This week featured a battle of sons as we ended the Nebraska game with our sons lineup against Nebraska's one-son lineup. Who is on your 21st century Big Ten all-sons team? I mean, it's got to be half of the McCaffrey boys, right? <laughs> Jet with two T's. Yeah, Jet. Jet's got to be on the team. D- dude will be a pro. He's got to be on the team. Jet. You think Jet's going to be a pro? Oh, 21st century. Yeah, no, wait, that's his century. Jesus. Uh, yes, Jet, I suspect, is going pro after this year. I don't know about that. Maybe. Uh, Max I don't Christi- know enough about that that team six seven and can shoot i i think he's can he actually shoot i mean jet jet with two t's had two threes right gus how often did (sighs) gus have to point that out this spelling uh did you see that i i did better commentary than gus johnson with jet with two t's has two threes yeah come on come on gus it was sad it was pathetic it was beneath you as a howard can we talk Man. about how one of Gus Johnson's greatest calls of all time had to be scrubbed from the internet? What was it? When he called, uh, hello, New York, I'll see you soon. Uh, when K-9 scored that touchdown. I thought you were doing uh, Keebler exclamation point Spartans from the Big Ten tournament years ago. <laughs> I thought that was what that was about. <laughs> or ex. Mike Keebler. Wait, now, moving on. Next up, uh, Donald Trump elected in 2016. Trump appoints Jerome Powell as Fed chair. Powell oversees the lowest interest rate environment in American history. Matt Ishbia's UWM capitalizes on low interest rates. Is Trump credited for Mel Tucker's contract in the financial situation MSU is in? <laughs> Just because Jerome's running the money machine now. I mean that that money machine was running that whole time. 
badly. Yeah. yeah, that uh, there were several administrations that should have raised interest rates well yeah. before we got to where we are now. Uh, um, but I, I like where your head's at. Well done. And I, I want to make it clear: this podcast is anti-billionaire is centrist. And <laughs> these are three shit libs you got here on the podcast. Hey, <laughs> shit lib to death. Finally, from Ali, any updated thoughts on Big Ten floor ceiling after last week with Malik back? And why are we going to win the entire thing? Floor is raised. That wasn't on the question, was it? Oh, who knows? <laughs> uh, the floor is certainly raised. I, I know no one... The, a lot of media folks are like seventh, eighth for MSU. I think f- fourth is the floor. Yeah, I, fifth maybe. It, uh, the only reason I'll go to theoretically eighth is because that group could be so tight. Yes, as they again, as they talked about on the podcast, you know, there are no great teams. There's a lot of good teams. You know, I think Tom Izzo talked about that. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what this team looks like. I don't think this game against Michigan was representative of what the team is capable of. Uh, Mama Belief points Jesus out Christ. that it's National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Is this better or worse than Mountain Week or whatever? <laughs> uh, it's worse. First question. Who would you like to appreciate and offer your respect to and why? Um, well, first off, Mamapolif, you know, I know that we're I like shit he, libs. And, and that is a, the segue of uh, appreciation day to who would you like to appreciate? This is a technical term, by the way, an academic term, shitlib. Um, you know, just because you're Canadian, presumably with all the U's and the garbage, the relationship that you have with the Mounties differs a little bit from the relationship we have with, with the, with the five Oh. So, um, I'll offer my respect and appreciation to the, you know what? Hey, uh, athletic trainers, uh, we should also shout out athletic trainers who, I, uh, I got uh, capital police. I'm willing to do police, but athletic trainers. Yes. 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 Michael yes. Jones. Yes. Go. Uh, first responders of another kind, uh, and, uh, shouting out specifically, uh, those who saved, uh, DeMar Hamlin's life, uh, by administering CPR very early. I think they had an AED machine on hand. If I, we were recording last week as all of this was happening Mm -hmm. and so missed out on a lot of it, but, uh, it is not lost on us that, um, Trainers do not get enough love, and you certainly hope, if for no other reason than that this, you know, that it seems like the the popular theory, the the consensus theory is is that it was a a hit to the the chest that took place right. in a very particular moment in the cardiac rhythm. I mean, we're talking milliseconds that it it would it requires a, a strong hit for this to happen. That. Um, uh, AED machines are are more widely available through sport. Uh, like I, I hope that's what we come out of in all of this, and not just in sports. Credit to one of my previous employers. We installed a defibrillator machine, and they took the time to train us on all of uh, train all of us on it in like groups. It's not a difficult thing to learn how to use. It does differ from how it's 
uh, portrayed in uh, in the media, but like th- it, it's a process. You can go through it, learn how a defib works, learn how to do it in conjunction with CPR. It can save lives. It did save a life uh, that day. So I thought I was being clever with the January 6th thing, but that was good. That was good, Mike Thank Jones. You. Thank you. Thank maybe, you. Maybe I take back my mutiny from before. Um, well, you were just coming back from Brazil. So I mean, you've, been, <laughs> you've, you've been busy. You missed out on some things. Um, next from Mamopoli, what sporting role would you like to see better enforced? Ooh, uh, it is hard for me to not think of targeting as the answer to this better enforced or more frequently enforced just better enforced and that may mean more frequently enforced but like better it it is unclear and inconsistent uh when and why and how it's enforced i I don't want to play into certain narratives plum give me something better for a sporting rule first pass interference or not pass interference roughing the passer that we've gone too far afield on roughing the passer. There, I'll take that. First off, sporting rule. It sounds like we're fox hunting. I'm like, just very upsetting. The language is very inappropriate. And the answer to this is targeting. Uh, oh! <laughs> All right. I wish you never left. Uh, next up from Mamopoli, what, spar- what sporting rule would you like to see abolished? Is that targeting? <laughs> uh, no, that's hitting the kicker roughing the kicker or whatever, or like gently breathing at the if, fucking If punter. you don't get the plant leg, it doesn't count. That's 100% mm. right. And if it, and if your fucking teammate pushes you into the guy... Oh, eh. that's what this is about. I like how the the pretense for that rule is like they're in such a vulnerable position. Oh, they're like, so bitch. I hate how bitch all of them are. <laughs> it looks like me, a soccer see. game. Let me just add on real quick that in in basketball, if you kick your leg out while doing a three, mm-hmm. that you get Jet Howard. Yeah, Jet you, two yeah, T's. Jet, uh, Jet should have gotten T's. two T's for kicking the legs out. That's right. Yeah, kicking the leg out is now, I believe, a technical. Mm-hmm. And mmm. yet, punters get yeah. kicking we the leg. It. But what I was saying is in football, as long as you breeze, you touch the football, you can just murder the punter after that. And it doesn't count anymore. As long as you get a hand on the ball, you can light the punter up. It does not. It's so stupid where the pretense is they're in a vulnerable position. Right. They're not more or less vulnerable because because you got a hand on the ball. Yeah. Yes. Uh, next up from uh, Buck Genol. G- uh, yeah, who, by the by, is a Wolverine who inexplicably has joined our podcast. But welcome. welcome. I don't Gino. think I don't think Gino made it this far. <laughs> who is the yeah, MVP for Spartan basketball, guys? Uh, if, well, if, hey! question, <laughs> if the question is against Michigan. It wasn't. I'm gonna have a hard time not picking AJ. Jet Howard didn't do didn't do much all day. It's true. Uh, That's fine. But on the season, I don't. I don't know. For me, it's probably either Joey. Yeah, Joe. It was gonna say Joey or or Tyson. What? Hey. 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 H
No, I was going to say, I think it's a tough question, and that's what makes it interesting. It is what makes it interesting, and this is the fun we're having. And don't worry, we'll be able to process three games and then be prepared for nine more next week. So <laughs> it could be anyone's guess. It could be anyone's guess. Three and oh. Who will be the third U of M player to drop a Nazi Hitler anti-Semite <laughs> statement? It always comes in threes. I bet it will be a girl soccer player, <laughs> and she will get crucified for it. Oh, the pun. UM clearly hates Jewish people for no good reason. This is a great question. So we, we're we just sort of accepting that Hunter Dickinson guilt by association thing for the premise of this question. Okay, got it. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, guilt by I mean, association worse for me. Uh, yes, I I like this. It, it would be a women's soccer player who uh, yes. Jordan Acker, whatever his name oh. is, would be like, this is unacceptable. I draw the line here. Sure. Can I, can I, I, I want to give Hunter a little credit. I, I, cause I, I, I do think he's a piece of shit. I want to be very clear about that. So does his mom. Yeah. But, but, but Hunter at least had the dignity to say that I was involved in the decision to take the thing down. Sure. And, and that it wasn't okay. What was said, which it was not a great, there wasn't a, not an apology. Like it was not good, but it was still miles better than the anti-Semitism by Donovan Edwards. It's a level of accountability that we haven't seen from that institution. We are from the entire institution. Yes, that's 100% right. Wow. Um, well, and, done, and I don't know. I don't know that it came from the institution. It might have come from Barstool, uh, which is more interesting because there seems to be no accountability as to what Hunter Dickinson says on his podcast yeah. from the institution. So of anyway, not. yeah, that's a great, question. Uh, great, great point. Kevin, do you want to read the next question a verbatim? <laughs> Please. Spicy PC question for Paul. Oh no! Please read the whole thing verbatim <laughs> and, and, and omit nothing in your reading of the question, please. <laughs> please, please read it verbatim. Oh, God, some of it. <laughs> the calmness with which you're saying verbatim. <laughs> please read it verbatim. <laughs> please read it word for word. <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> please read it now. I'll let, I'll let, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do it justice. So I'll let everyone go to Twitter. Go, go to Twitter. No. Jonesy wants us all to go to Twitter. This is upsetting. And I'm sorry. This is, you know what? People are leaving the show in droves because you won't read their Twitter questions. Okay. This is on you now. This is my fault. I did this. All right. I'm going to read the damn question myself. All right. Spicy PC question for Plum. My friend, a proud lesbian, has been using the phrase C-word liquor as a diss. You called a man a cocksucker. I asked her if that was the same as me calling someone a booby player, and she is not sure. Are those really disses? Money havers! I don't... I don't... I don't even know... You don't understand the question. Well, like, money haver, like, that's not a diss. Like, hey, you rich guy... Boo you. I don't know what a booby player is, frankly, so I don't know. You you don't. I don't. I never did either, to be fair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your question, because Uh, Well, what's the answer, Plum? 
There doesn't need to be an answer. They are disses if you want them to be. Anything can be a diss if it's said the right way. And that's you the only have thing a mustache. <laughs> See? This is related to the last question, actually. Um, next up, uh, <laughs> rant of the week. Why in the love of circumcision would anyone eat crunchy bacon? <laughs> oh my God! That say it's the law that it has to be cooked that way can't get boycotted. Be like Denny's and give me a <laughs> dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted as limp as horse after a 15 yarder. Um, oh okay. Uh, wow. Um, I like to take this a is, stand on this. I know. I think it's a terrible one. I love crunchy bacon, but yeah, good for you. This is a unpopular opinion that is like truly an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of you, Tyrone, for taking it and with pride. Um, all right. Well, that was a trip. Sportsball Joey wants to know, I'm glad your ploy to get uh, a recruit to swindle Harbaugh into buying a hamburger for him worked. Thanks for outing us. Um, can you tell us about your next move to ensure Michigan gets the death penalty? <laughs> I think adding, if you'd like help, I'm happy to start an NIL collective that pays kids to encourage coaches from other institutions to commit <laughs> recruiting violations. <laughs> that This is actually genius. Well, we sent uh, Donovan Edwards a lot of links that really made him think, but that didn't work. (laughs) 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 Greg has really been pushing loose change lately. (laughs) Loose change. Um, We've got some irons in the fire. Don't you worry. Um, (laughs) Sports ball, Joey. Just know that. There's nothing that can be done because that institution does not hold itself to its own standards. Uh, Your former employer has a proud history as it relates to a weekly publication. Mm -hmm. Yes, the the International Jew by Henry Ford. (laughs) Current late reading by Donovan Edwards. (laughs) Next up, the Keith Ski. Stop talking about certain topics. I assume he means circumcision. On occasion, you guys reference rumors. Tell people where to find them, but don't talk about them. <laughs> well, well, Keith Ski, there you go. We told you what the rumors are on this. Yes. I, I want to know if there's something in particular. Uh, that he's referencing? Yeah, because I, I know he's right that we've done this. But we there's do you- it. I did it in the uh, in the case of uh, uh, of um, say more. Uh, what's his name from Texas that just yes. got dismissed? Oh, Beard. That. Chris Beard. I did that Chris in the Beard. case of Chris Beard, but I did that because I specifically didn't want to spread or give any you know additional airtime to those rumors. Kiski, just trust us. If we're not talking about the rumor, you shouldn't want to know about it. But you should want to know that we know about it, and that should make us seem cool. So, uh, uh, Next up from the Kiski, explain why snowshoeing is stupid. I think the name explains it all. <laughs> it does have, like, novelty for a it little bit. It does have novelty for a few but minutes. Then it, it doesn't. Next up, doesn't if Greg prefers vitamin paste for food, why the hell should I listen to him about his booze recommendations? Uh, first off, Kiski, where is this vitamin paste and how can I get it? This sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
especially in these gray gray winters yeah if, if it could just be like a like a nice vanilla flavored vitamin paste oh that seems avant-garde for you right. i would i would I'll say in cracker. seriousness i would say a cracker flavored greg I uh, has a lot of vegemite in his home believing that it was chock full of chock full of, of vitamins and minerals yeah uh, but I would say the reason why we should take this question seriously is that because his palate is as truly neutral as any palate could ever be, <laughs> his appreciation for the more subtle flavors of uh, scotches and other brown liqueurs uh, can only really be truly known by Kevin Gregg. <laughs> Unsullied as his mouth is by any true. Yeah. I, I don't want to be ruining it with food. I save it and to savor my, my right. scotches. That's right. Uh, Greg, you want to read the next one? No. Walk (laughs) us through it. Mike Jones on Mike Jones. That crew effing sucked. After the Indiana-Iowa game last week, I figured they would, but man, it's great to take two. It's great to take two was Saturday? Oh, two W's Saturday. Sorry. Ah. One versus Michigan and one versus the refs. Alex, how is that? the a team for the big 10 i know and it's like he predicted he knew that it was the a team he knew it was the a team and he asked me the question he wasn't even listening to the podcast yet because we're recording it now it's like he lives in the future Ooh, i'm just saying it was any any game that has larry scarato and courtney green is going to be the a team they are the best referees Fuck, the only one we didn't have was DJ Karstensen, who you know better as the tall, lanky, gumby-looking bald guy who does these love games. Love DJ. Uh, we all love DJ. I'm just saying that's the point. They're the three best guys, and we see them. I would love to know the last game that was offici- that was not officiated by one of these three people. I'm sure someone has the time to look it up, all the box scores. But I will tell you, it was probably eons ago we see these guys so frequently. So anyway, they had a fuck-up. That happens. Everyone's well, entitled you- to some. Have you considered the idea of of quitting this podcast and starting your own podcast that is about officials? Yes, and it would only be listened to by officials and fans of the University of Michigan. Or people who need a scapegoat. uh, in the. Oh, oh, yes, U of M, sorry. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) I had you. I had you. Next up from Mike Jones, we are three weeks into Big Ten hoop season. Hoopy and hoops. everyone already has at least one loss. How many games will the champion? We talked about this last week. It's basically how many games, how many losses wins the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, how many How many wins is a better way of saying it. Uh, you, you can win the Big Ten with how many losses. Yes. We I think it at four or five three? last week. Oh, four, three. I was at three, four. I think 14 wins probably can get it done. This is not. Okay how we usually talk about these things. We usually do measure it in losses, but it's fine. Mike Jones. It's fine. <laughs> um, that wasn't fin- a spritz can. That was plum rubbing his nose on the mic. Oh, finally from the Mike up. Jones, uh, who's really had his finger on the pulse of this episode. Uh, canine uh, is the odds on favorite to win the NFL's offensive rookie of the year award. How much will slash would that help tuck in recruiting? I don't know that it helps at all. Not at all. Ugh. not in any more than he already does like because no. yeah. yeah it was some more one smoke. year and my god that dude is a talent in and of himself it was the portal i mean that's just the that's i, I wish he, god, if I he wish. can come back that'd be great Perfect. uh i think he sees us as his home 
I'm going to switch. Um, yeah. I would hope he would. Next up is Mr. Neurotic Pants. Uh, will State beat uh, U of M in Ann Arbor, or will Michigan characteristically have a strong second half? We will win. Strong. We will win. I, I actually agree with that. I don't think they're good, and I think we are good. We are and good. I think we saw in this game why we could we are, we absolutely can and take we will. Yeah, if we should have won that by 20, then... With the asterisk that Malik Hall remains healthy for the rest of the yeah. season. All, yeah, all prognostications yep, depend on ankle not touching the floor. Uh, next up from Mr. Nordic Pants. I watched Rocket Watts nail a critical three this afternoon in a Horizon League game. Which one of you will mentor him to his full p- potential? Graham Couch will not take the initiative, so I think Plum should act on his act as his father slash coach. Yes, I will uh, be first Rockets take over his Instagram. Daddy. Daddy. I, I can see the NFL calling him up and being like, Rocket, 90% from the free free for their line here's a max contract we don't you care about NBA? NBA? yeah you said nfl you, but i think you meant sorry, NBA. nba sorry i've i've had a whole young's double chocolate stout oh uh, how was it by the way it was good it was good did it you came. have did you have all of it i did i have all of it and that's why i said nfl i said that was a grape flavored uh seltzer that you were drinking no hmm. double chocolate stout although uh it's and to from, be clear you didn't share any of it with me, definitely not. I don't share. No. I don't share. Yes, I did share some of it. Um, but it's from Britain. I drank it cold, so I don't. I don't know if I got the actual experience. Of yeah, you need uh, double chocolate stout. Should have left it on the counter for a few hours today. Um, last up, and this question is for JD underscore Jerbear. Was it unreasonable that I threw my drink at the MSU hockey team and jeered them along with the OSU students? They got six penalties against them and didn't even have the passion to punch anyone. MSU hockey <laughs> is cursed. After January first, well, they were saving that that energy for their trip to Brazil. Um, <laughs> this there it goes. References. There it goes. You you said to make it a thing. It's good. It's, it's a thing. Good. It's a thing. It's a thing. Next Plus up is Nate yeah. C. Speaking of people who were active in Brazil, uh, <laughs> he's going to be angry about that. Uh, is the Northwestern loss becoming forgivable? Uh, how long does Rutgers stay in the top of the Big Ten? Right, you, Doesn't matter. Ask Greg. them all at the same That's, time. This is great. Uh, this is the content people want. Why are people so surprised that a guy with a last name that combines the words dick, in, and son is such a douchebag? <laughs> yes. All right. First, correct. Is, so. is Northwestern becoming forgivable? Uh, Still no, but no. it is trending in that direction as we discussed ah. earlier. Uh, how long does Rutgers stay at the top of the Big Ten? I think that it depends on the schedule, but also like this is a team a little they, bit. They're I think they have a top ten defense on Ken Palm. It's a team. They got a coach, man. All right, we'll see. Attack of the uh, rack, and then of course yeah, top Dickinson. three defense. Top, top three. three. Wow, good for Butters. Love that for them. Hate that for us. Uh, and yet Dickinson sucks. Uh, next sucks. up and last up is Thomas Zambiasi. Have the refs finished reviewing that last foul yet, or should we expect to hear more in five to seven business days? Still looking at the live stream of themselves. Of, of themselves. Looking at the live stream of themselves. <laughs> looking at the live stream Infinity. of themselves. Uh, next up, Thomas. How many? How many Paul Zelks is that? <laughs> uh, are we on fraud watch yet for any Big Ten teams this basketball season? Uh, I mean, Purdue would be the only potential fraud 
right? I think Illinois got a lot of flowers before the season started. Or and... Indiana was finally like, oh my God, you guys, it's oh. got to be yeah. an Indiana team. <laughs> I saw it, when Indiana got all that love preseason, I was like, yeah, but they're Indiana. Like, I, I don't know how long we need to say this for. They suck. It, it, like, because truly it's been a generation at this point that we've been saying this for while they've yeah. sucked. They've never been meaningful in my lifetime mm. as, a, as a viewing adult. Mm. Um, they so. shared a couple Big Ten titles, I think. And uh, minted Since 2000? Some, I think so, during the Korean years, and minted some rings to the Sweet 16. But they remain, oh, I that's think the hallmark of champions. It is. I think they're one of the, like, five teams in the big 10 that's never won a big 10 tournament which has got to really really hurt oh balls also their pants have the five the five stars on them like a goddamn tramp stamp like come you you gotta be kidding i thought you were talking about the candy cane stripes i thought that's what we were talking about too that's also gratuitous but like you put the five stars on the back of there and it becomes really it's amazing how even wearing them and doing warm-ups they're still dusty on the back um and then finally from thomas ambiance in light of recent news what's your favorite kind of burger I it has to be the olive burger at the peanut barrel what's i'll say this news? i don't know i don't know if this is a reference to a certain burger jo- that's sold. yeah the brown jug uh, burger uh, uh, har burger uh, it's the har burger at the brown jerger there you know that the the brown jug is gonna have a burger called the nothing burger on their menu. Oh wow! If they Look don't, at you. If they don't already, it'll be that's so good. Yeah, I will say I'm not going to name the player who has the burger named after them because we don't know if he's going to be around next year. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do enjoy a double patty with uh, cheese, bacon, and a egg on it. Okay, so. don't upset the key ski. Are there rumors about Peyton Thorn transferring? No, but he's not going to win the fucking job. Listen, he sucks. Listen, but he'll be he's around. The worst. He. No, he'll, he'll, he why he's, would he? Why he's would he not Brad Davison. He'll always be here. If he's going to lose the job by the time he loses the job, it'll be too late to transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, he loses the job in spring ball and transfers out at the end of spring. Hopefully, ball. his ankle touches the hardwood court. Well, and, and by, therefore, by, <laughs> by hopefully, I mean I don't want him to leave, but like I wouldn't blame him at all. I do. I, having had a couple Peyton Thorn burgers in my time, pretty solid. Yeah, no kidding. It's yeah. a great. It's a good kind. And also, if I hadn't explained who the burger was by, Kiski might not have picked up on it. Uh, but my answer to this question, Kiski, is the uh, everyday is the Soylent Burger, the vitamin based <laughs> burger, or the uh, the all day special over at Dagwoods in Lansing. It comes with fries and a beer for five dollars. Jesus Christ. Michigan's great. I got to come back. Yeah. Next time you're flying over, parachute on down and we'll go over to Dagwoods. <laughs> so you're not even flyover country. You're too far north. <laughs> All right. All take right. us out, Jonesy. Yeah, that's it. Uh, hey, look, a lot of reasons for optimism and it's worth remembering we beat those Wolverines. So with that, gentlemen, go green. Go white. Go white. For Mel. <laughs> that's what Tom said. Okay, we get it. I get it. I understood. No one reacted. Keep that all in. Keep that all in. What a good reference, Michael. (sighs)